let the church say amen. From the gospel as recorded by St. John. St. John chapter 11. St. <clears throat> John chapter 11, I would that in your own time, and I know you've got plenty of it right now, you, you read chapter 11 in its entirety. But for this morning, I want to lift chapter 11, verses 21 and 22. These are the words that you will find there. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Amen. Amen. I, I want, just for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about radical faith. Radical. <clears throat> radical faith. My brothers, And my sisters, I believe that I can speak this morning without fear of contradiction that we are living in radical times. All that means, all that means is, my brothers and sisters, all that means is that we are living in a time that is unprecedented find ourselves experiencing life situations like none that we have ever experienced in our lifetime. For the first time in our lives, as we go from day to day, we're experiencing empty shelves on grocery stores, in grocery stores. We're experiencing hospitals that are running over. We're experiencing death all around us. Radical times. We are experiencing yeah, a time when we are not free to even move around the streets and 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 in in this whole land of the free and home of the brave, but you're limited as to where you can go. These are radical times. I want to submit to you, children of God, that radical times require radical faith. Oh, oh, my brothers and sisters, I know our everyday coming faith. Every day, we're familiar with faith. Any Bible student, any Bible student that you talk to, if they've been around the church any time at all, all of you all know this. You talk to them, and they'll be quick. To spot out, I know what faith is. They'll tell you right quick, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
And that's good. That's a good answer. That's the right answer. And yeah, yeah, it's right out of the word of God. But, but what if I'm not a Bible student? What if I'm not sitting up in the pew every Sunday morning? What if I have not matured to the point where I understand that Bible talk? What is faith? Let me give it to you another way. Faith is taking another step, although you can't see the ground in front of you. Faith is thanking God for what you are about to receive when there is no food in the house. Faith is leaving the house to go take care of some bills when you ain't got no money in your pocket. Faith is encouraging your children to go to college when you know you ain't got money to send them there. That's faith. Faith is standing at your wit's end but still singing with confidence the Lord will make a way somehow. Now that's faith. That's faith. That's, and brothers and sisters, let me tell you something else. That's faith and it's faith that pleases God. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Hebrew 11 and 6 says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Are you seeing this? But as I, I stated earlier, <clears throat> we're living in radical and unprecedented times. And I just believe, my brothers and sisters, that radical times require Radical faith. You see, I believe, I believe, I believe that as a Christian, as, as a Christian, I believe sometimes that as those who come to church every Sunday, sit in the pew every Sunday, I believe that sometimes we have come, become comfortable with our faith. We, it's gotten to be a, a everyday business as usual kind of faith. We, we have faith that yeah, yeah, we have that, 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 that faith that says, I, I, I believe that the sun is coming up in the morning. We, we, we have that faith. We, we have a faith that when we lay down at night, we, we, we just have a faith that God is going to wake us up in the morning. We have a faith that, that nothing is going to happen to me today that me and the Lord can't handle. We got that kind of faith. And that, my brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. That is faith, and it does please God. Matthew 17, Jesus himself makes a statement. He says this about faith. He says, uh, yeah, that, that, that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can remove mountains. That's faith. But here, my brothers and sisters, is the problem. Here is where I want to go this morning. I believe this is the problem. I believe that we have taken Jesus and his statement about mustard seed faith. And somehow we have taken mustard seed faith to be the standard. Are y'all hearing me? I want to submit to you this morning that faith, like a mustard seed, ought to grow. Are y'all hearing me? I, I want to submit to you that faith ought to grow. The more you walk in it, 
it ought to grow. The more he makes ways out of no way, the more he delivers you from dangers seen and unseen. I just believe that faith ought to grow. I believe, my brothers and sisters, that we ought, we ought, to, we ought to just, yeah, 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 not, not be satisfied with the basic, the, the basic package of faith. We ought not be satisfied with mustard seed faith. Our desire ought to be to move from a faith that just pleases God to a faith that glorifies God. Are y'all hearing me? Let me show it to you. Let me show it to you here in the book. Martha here, in this text, she is expressing what I call a radical faith. Look at it, look at it. Martha here in the text, even after her brother has died, not only has he died, he's been in the grave now for four days. But Martha still has a faith that looks at Jesus and says, even now, are y'all hearing me? Even now, Jesus, I know that you can turn this situation around. Now, y'all, that's radical. Look at it, look at it. In the text, a good friend of Jesus dies. We know that he's a good friend because the Bible specifically tells us in chapter 11 and 5 that he and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, are friends of Jesus. Not only are they friends, but the Bible says that Jesus loved Lazarus. He loved these friends. As a matter of fact, the message came to Jesus and the message came saying, Lord, behold, him who thou lovest is sick. And let me just throw this in. Let me just throw this in. The fact that folk get sick does not mean that Jesus doesn't love them. It's right out of the book. But then we've got to deal with Jesus and this painful response. Verse 6 says that when Jesus heard, therefore, that his friend that he loved, was sick. The Bible says that he abode two days in the same place right where he was. Y'all need to see this. His friend who he loves is sick but Jesus takes his time keeps doing whatever he's doing for two more days. One thing, my brothers and sisters, that I have noticed about Jesus is that Jesus never allows his schedule to be dictated by calamity and drama. You ever notice that? Let me, and since he's that like that, let me, let, me, let, let me caution us. Be careful about allowing your schedule to be dictated by calamity and drama. My, my experience is 
that if the devil sees that you can be thrown off your mission by calamity and drama, he will always make sure that something's coming up to throw you off track. Jesus got word, Jesus got word that his friend was sick. He kept on doing whatever he was doing. He kept doing it for two more days. And yeah, yeah after the two days, Jesus said to his disciples, come now, let's go to Judea. Come now, let's go see about my friend. The bottom line is Jesus wasn't there to save his friend. His friend died and now he is buried. So now Jesus is on his way. He's coming now to the edge of town. The word is getting out that Jesus is on his way. And it's not surprising then that Martha comes out. And it is a little surprising because you would think Mary would be the one. She was always the one at his feet. But not Mary. Martha went out to meet Jesus. And listen to how she greets Jesus. She says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. That's verse 21. But here is where I want to get to. Here's where I want to get to. Verse 22. Verse 22. She goes on and says, but I know that even now, whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. He's already dead, been in the grave, but even now, are y'all hearing this? I, I know that whatever you ask God, God will now, brothers and sisters, that's what I call radical faith. It is an act that carries faith to a whole different level. Here is a faith that looks beyond sickness, a faith that looks beyond death, and even beyond the fact that Jesus didn't show up on time and says, in spite of all of that, I still believe that you and God can turn this thing around y'all that's radical that's radical here is a faith that says Lord you didn't do what I wanted you to do when I wanted you to do it you didn't do what I thought that you ought to do but even now y'all ain't hearing me even now I, I still trust you y'all that's that's radical here is a faith Although death is already come, the body is cold, rigor mortis has set in, the funeral is over, but here is a faith that says, but even now, that's radical faith. Here is a faith, we've been to the funeral, 
stopped by the cemetery. The body's already been buried, already had to repast, eat up the chicken and potato salad. But even now, y'all ain't hearing me. But even now, Lord, I still trust you to turn this thing around. That's radical. That's radical. Oh, what we need now in this situation that we're in right now, what we need now is that kind of radical faith. What we need right now is an even now faith as we fight a virus that we can't see. We need a radical faith that says even now. Y'all hearing me? We need a radical faith that says even now he gives his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. We, yeah, he, he, we, we need a faith even as doctors are, are, are distressed and doctors are running out of masks and ventilators. Children of God, we need a faith that says, I, I know there are no masks. I know there are no ventilators, but even now. Are y'all hearing this? We need a faith that says, I'm a healthcare worker and I've got to run to what everybody else is running from. And I don't have what I need to protect myself. But even now, y'all ain't hearing me. I know the Lord will make a way some. But, but then it goes beyond the virus. It goes beyond, this is just for a season. It goes beyond the virus. We, we need a faith that can look at a marriage that looks like it's falling apart. People in the same house not talking to each other, already drawn up divorce papers. There, yeah, somebody needs to have a faith that says even now, God can turn this thing around. A faith they can look at the same child everybody else looks at and calls bad and everybody else is given up on. Somebody ought to be able to look at that child and say, I know what you're saying about him, but even now, I believe God can turn this thing around. It goes beyond what Martha says. You've been wrestling with an addiction for a long time and you're in and out of treatment centers and no treatment has ever worked and folk are trying to tell you that you're always going to be on drugs but I come by this morning with a radical faith that says even now God can turn it all around your life is in a mess you haven't been to church in ages Matter of fact, everybody has told you you will never amount to anything. They told you that you're not even good enough to go to church. But I come today to tell you the devil is a lie. Even now, God can turn it all around. As I go to my seat, I want to ask you a question. What is the impossibility in your life? What is it in your life that Everybody tells you, what is it that folk, you have told yourself that it will never happen? What is it that everybody around you has already told you it ain't no way? What is it? What is it that everybody says that it ain't going to ever happen? I come to tell you this morning that God specializes 
things that we call impossible. And I know I got a witness somewhere out there that he can do what no other power can do. Have you any rivers to think are uncrossable? Have you any mountains that you can't tone through? God specializes in things thought impossible. And he can do what no other power can do. Let me show it to you. Let me show you another impossible situation. Let me show you another impossible situation one Friday. They took my Savior, Savior of the world, and they nailed him to a cross. He hung in there, and he hung there until he died. He, yeah, yeah, he died there on that cross. They even laid him in a tomb. Oh, it looks like a, an impossible situation, but, but here is where even now faith kicks in. Laid him in a borrowed tomb, but even then, God is still working. Even then, he went down and took the sting out of death, robbed the grave of its victory, and came out saying, all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. Even now, I come by this morning to tell you that this is who's running things right now. The one who proclaimed, I've got all power, I've got all authority in my hand, and he still rules, and he still super rules the heavens and the earth. Reverend Bush playing the other day, he's got the whole world, don't you fool yourself, he's got the whole world in his hand. In the midst of all of this, he's still holding you and I. I find confidence knowing that he's still watching all night and all day. It's all to give you a little peace. The angels just keep watching. He's given his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. All night and all day, the angels just keep watching over, over me. good time for you just stand up and sing right along with us if you believe it come on all night and all day come now
right now. Come on, all night. All night. Yeah, yes. sound of my voice has the opportunity to get to know Jesus, to get to know him as Lord and Savior of your life. The word of God is clear. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You are in the sound of my voice, wherever you are. If you are in the sound of my voice, I want you to know that he'll turn your life around right now. Don't be thrown off by the fact that you're not in a church building. I love him because he will save you right where you are. If right now, you will just make up your mind that you're going to trust him, that you're going to believe in his finished work on Calvary, that he suffered, bled, and died for you. But he got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hands. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. And it's free to all, a healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. Let me point you to the cross right now. Right now, if you can just believe, if you can just accept what he's already done, he already went to the cross. He already died, but he already got up for you and for me. If you can just believe that, he wants to save you today. near the cross wherever you are if you will just yield to him or you're not you're not in my presence you can't come give me your hand right now but you can give him your hand you can change your mind right now come now Jesus 
bless the Lord this morning. Why don't we bless the Lord this morning? Now, whoever you are and wherever you are, if today you have made that decision, if this is the day that you have made up your mind that I'm going to follow Jesus, if this is the day that you're yielding your life to him, I want you as soon as you can, as soon as you can get to the church house, I hope you come to this one, but if it's not this one, go to somebody's. Find yourself a home, a church home. Let the pastor know what happened to you today, that today you have believed on Jesus Christ and you began this walk on this journey, a walk that leads to radical faith. God bless you and God keep you is our, is our prayer. <clears throat> We're on our way home. We're on our way out and you're already home, of course, and hope you got dinner ready. Amen. If you have, call me and let me know what you have. I can't come, but I can at least know what you got. Amen. I thank God for the opportunity to just share. Let me just thank our minister music and our praise team, our worship leaders, and our technical staff. Uh, we're here, just 10 of us, and thank our ministers who are giving the support that we need so that we can make all of this possible. Thank y'all so much. Thank everybody. I do apologize for my raspy voice. I, I do apologize. You have to understand that I haven't been using my voice very much 
lately. I, I talk at home, but I don't talk to Bev in the tone of voice I do in the pulpit. I, I don't preach to Bev. I just talk to Bev. And so I, I, my preaching voice is sort of out of whack right here. But uh, I thank God for the opportunity to come here on Sunday morning and, and use uh, the gifting and use and be able to say what thus saith the Lord. Uh, please, after we close, please remember to stay on. You're going to get instructions. You get instructions about uh, our offering and how you can give. Let me thank you so much for your stewardship. Your stewardship has been wonderful. Let me thank you for just continuing, continuing your stewardship. Uh, stay on after we sign off or stay on after I finish. You have instructions as to how we are to give our offerings. Amen. Good morning, church family. We just want to come and acknowledge God for what he's doing in our pastor for 32 years. He served here at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. And it will be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that this is, this is appreciation. And we want to give God all the glory and give God all the praise for the man of God here at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. We love you, pastor. And we acknowledge that even though we can't come and tell him how much we love him, you got Facebook. You got texting, you got email, and by any means you can call the phone. However, you can tell Pastor you love him for 32 years. Give God the glory and give him the praise. Amen. There's just nothing like being loved. And I, I want all of you to know that I love every one of you. And I have loved every moment of these 32 years. And I thank God for them. And I'm looking, I'm just looking to God for some more years of our just being together and loving each other. God bless you. God keep you. God be with you till we meet again. of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore, let us all say.
there are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.